Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. I'm Charlie Paul. Welcome to episode 113. On this episode, we have been to the cinema to watch Don't Worry Darling and our movie from the vault that I picked from the last episode. We'll be talking about Strangers. Mm, I'm a stranger. <laughs> stranger danger. <He's> strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair comment. At least I haven't got a burlap sack on today, so that's uh, <laughs> all good. Um, how are we all doing? Matt, what have you been up to for the last couple of weeks? What's going on? Talk to me. Tell me about all the good content you've been watching. I started watching Dharma. Jeffrey Dharma. The, oh, jeez. Uh, how, epi- how many episodes are you in? I've only done three episodes. Yeah, I'm, I've done three. I've done oh, three. I, I had, now, man. It's intense. I can't, I can't binge it. I got. I had to walk away. <laughs> That's I've on. done six lads and it gets worse. So, <laughs> oh, good. But that first episode, I got to say, yeah, it it was interesting because the whole way through, I was like, I know what's going to happen, and it does a heel turn, and I thought that's so clever because I was time. like, oh, here we go, and it just made you so feel so uneasy, and it was like first episode as well didn't feel that long because like that whole scene felt didn't feel really long. Because you felt like you're in the room with him, and it was just fucking so un, un like just ugh, dirty. I felt dirty yeah. watching it. It I was. Did. Just... I felt like I needed a shower afterwards. He is an in. I mean, he Evan Peters is fucking fantastic, and I love the accent that he's got. And um, but it, it's just the way that the kind of psychopath that he actually is. It's almost as if he he has no clue that he's doing anything wrong. No clue. Apparently, he's not. He, he's um. Not when he was doing it, he hadn't speak, spoken to any of his family or friends, and he's like literally shunned them all, like just to get into character. <laughs> Bloody hell, it's it's something. Um, I, I've I've had a good couple of weeks. Um, I watched um a film called Ouija Origin of Evil, which I've been meaning to watch for ages. I haven't ever watched the first one, but I don't think you, they don't. The two stories apparently don't. No, like, they don't. But the, this one was fucking very good. It stars the young girl from Becky. Remember that movie? Yeah. Um. Uh, the uh, the mum is like from Twilight, and then the other daughter I recognised as well. She's been in a few uh, been in a few bits. I think maybe I recognised her from New Girl. But there you go. But it was fucking like it was just like watching like um House of the Devil sort of the way it was shot, like almost like a Thai West movie. Um, I really liked it. Yeah. Good. It, it was it was it was freaky creepy and i like the way that it was shot yeah really really decent one that um what about you paul what have you been up to well i've had quite a busy couple of weeks really i've watched quite a lot <laughs> um <clears throat> started off with a rewatch of world war z nice which i again i've only ever seen it once before and i enjoyed it the first time and for what it is, um, it's really good. So uh, you can tell it was reshot as shit at the end of it. It, it sort of stops, starts to unravel by the end of the film. But yeah, it's really good. Enjoyed that. Um, I did a double bill as well in one night because I'm a trooper. Uh, watched 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later back to back. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Love it. Right. Love them. So, yeah, man. Do you know, I forgot how much I loved uh, 28 Weeks Later as well. It's a really worthy sequel. Yeah, yeah. Robert, Robert Carlyle's great in it. Oh, he's a bastard, isn't he? He's a yeah. bastard. Yeah, that first scene though, where he's running away from the zombies and they're coming over the hill, sort of sideways to him. Still, it's just it's just an incredible bit of cinema for me. So yeah, I loved it. Um, watched a really bad horror film called Separation, <laughs> um, with Rupert Friendin on Netflix. Um, 
it, I mean, it, it was, it was just tosh, but it sort of saves it. And um, I think you can catch the clip on YouTube. So I think just to go and watch it, because it's actually like a little sequence where this like clown puppet thing comes out of the doorway and starts chasing them down some stairs. But when it does it, it like contorts its body around and stuff. And it's really freaky. It's in the middle of this really shit horror film. But for like 20 seconds, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then it just went back to being shit again. So, but yeah, <laughs> so it's definitely worth for 20 second clip. Watch that. Um, oh, I completed my homework, Matt. So I watched Bliss. Yeah. So you only put three and a half stars. So I'm not really sure <laughs> you're going to be continuing much longer <laughs> well, on the podcast. So explain <laughs> yourself. Apologies. I love this. You just waiting to pounce, weren't you? Um, I don't know, lads. I, 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 I don't know. It was. I'm glad I haven't got epilepsy, mind. Otherwise, I'd just be on the floor. Jesus, he loves his strobe lights, doesn't he? Well, um, imagine we saw this in that fucking IMAX screen. Was it a fright fest? Was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Look. To be fair, um, I'm giving it sort of three and a half stars for the start of the film. By the end of it, it was really, really good. When it started to kick off, and obviously the gore and the effects and stuff were. Um, we're really good. So yeah, three and a half stars is above average. Yeah, right. Seven like out of ten. She's fantastic. Um, She's fantastic in it. But it is a four it was, and a half I mean, star. it was it was really really like I mean like sensory overload, wasn't it? Um. So yeah, no, it was it was good. It was I enjoyed it. I just didn't blow my mind. But yeah, it was quite an interesting take on the whole sort of vampire genre without being a vampire genre film. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, no, no, I enjoyed it, and it was always nice to see Graham Skipper just popping up, his <laughs> finger bitten off which was was, it, was he singing um little mermaid songs i i will have been after he got his finger bit off i think um and then last but not least i went to the cinema to see jaws in 3d and i know you took the piss out of me constantly since i uh, <laughs> said i was going to see it in 3d i really wanted to go and see it in imax i couldn't go and see an imax and it was shown at the local cinema in 3d so i went along and can i just say lads it is Probably the best, if not one of the best, 3D films I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the bit at the start when Sean gets his arm bitten off. It's fucking pretty decent. And that's like Jaws the Revenge, smartass. You got the wrong free yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Jaws 4, not 3D. So if you're going to take the piss, get the Jaws films right, Paul. I'm just saying, right? Um, <laughs> no, honestly, guys, it was if someone just deconstructed the entire film and put it all back together as it was shot in 3D. It's as if the film was meant to be shot in 3D. It was incredible. Honestly, I'm not just saying it. It was unreal. So definitely, if you can check out Jaws in 3D while it's still in the cinema, go and see it. Because it's, ah, it's... I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was me. Cool. There was one more thing that we all saw. All right, and this has been caused quite a lot of... Um, this has caused quite a lot of... Uh, hype i suppose i don't know if hype's the right word controversy i just saw a lot of like traffic about this movie in the last like um couple of weeks um speak no evil on shudder now i was just like i I I saw the poster didn't invite me to go and watch it but as soon as i started seeing like a few people going oh my god this is like i was like okay i'm gonna have to fucking there's a moment in it i don't want to miss this so i'm gonna have to go and watch it Fucking hell. And you boys both caught it too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same as you, Paul. A couple of people posted on Facebook saying this is like martyrs. Somebody said it was like martyrs. So instantly I was like, oh, I need to say this before some, something gets ruined or whatever. But yeah, grim. I'm telling you what, I would not have watched this film, A, from the poster 
and B from the title because as soon as no. I thought speak no evil, I thought oh, here we go, it's going to be like a a devilly kind of devil worshipy kind of Satan thing, <clears throat> and I wouldn't have watched it. But like you guys, I saw things on online, and I was like, I've got to check this out. I didn't see any spoilers, but I was like, I've got to check it out because everybody's talking about it. Yeah, I don't want it to reveal anything about the movie apart from the way it made me feel and it was it's a dane it's a important to say it's a danish horror movie which i we haven't seen too many of them i think it was tail was tailgate danish not really sure that might have been yeah, done i think so but um it had me kind of like on this tension ride throughout it challenged you in ways that had me screaming at the at the fucking tv <laughs> And just going, what the fuck? And my, and my partner, like, Sophie walked in at the wrong moment. <laughs> Caught the wrong moment. <laughs> um, and there's a fucking, the last, again, it, it is, it really drives the tension throughout. You don't really know where it's going. And then when it gets there, you're just, you just want to strangle somebody. That's why I, that's the way I felt. It's I, a I, horrible little bastard of a film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's all you need to know. Bleak, bleak, bleak. <laughs> but I, I love bleak films. I love bleak films. So yeah, no, it was, it was, it was very, very good. But Jesus, it was uh, a tough, a tough one to watch. Yeah, it really very was. slow burning. But yeah, built the tension up, and you didn't really know. You didn't. You sort of had an idea that was where it was going, but then, oh my God, it just, just pulled the rug from under your feet. Went. Didn't expect this, did you? <laughs> oh. I'll be almost inclined to say we could have easily done a, like a spoiler kind of review on it and just gone deep on this one because there was this, we really could have tore this one apart and I, I would have got a bit upset. I think <laughs> like discussing the bit. I'm Ooh. surprised. I'm surprised this one wasn't at Fright Fest because this is like it was like Fright Fest all written over it. Mm. Really? Completely agree. Completely agree. Mm. Yeah, cool. it's good. It's good. Yeah, that was um, that was one to watch um okay so let's um let's get on to some news who wants to go first this week go on, i'll go first go. i'll go first are we um so just the first one i, I read a couple of days ago i thought it was quite funny just a little sort of story rather than news um there's going to be a new final destination film and uh they revealed basically the, sh- the the makers of it, the producers of it were picking sort of directors for it and they were doing it over zoom calls and the people that they picked to direct it, the reason they picked them was they actually faked their own death scene over Zoom. So basically yeah. they had a fireplace behind them. They pretended the fireplace went obviously out of control. So they were trying to bat the fireplace. Then there was a, a apparently an earthquake happened or something. And then they got decapitated live on the Zoom call. <laughs> I think they did it obviously for a mix of pre-record and stuff, but apparently it was seamless. So the guys that were at the other end of it were like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and that got them the film. So, yeah, that was my first bit of news. I thought it was quite funny. Nice. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I got a bit. This is Again, I'll go for um, Cloverfield 2. Another Cloverfield sequel. We're getting another Clo- another Cloverfield film. This They said that this is going to be set within the universe. But, I mean, Cloverfield, Cloverfield Paradox. Let's, let's talk <laughs> about that. But I think this is going to be. Cl- I feel that this one is going to be closer to what we wanted, and mm-hmm. I, I like. I feel that this might be the uh, the sequel that we've wanted. We want to see more of the monster. Um, so, uh, 
Babak and Averi, who did Under the Shadow on Wounds. I mean, I'm not saying I really like Wounds. Do you remember that one, Matt, on Netflix? Well, it's all right. I, I didn't mind it. It just was a crap ending, wasn't it? Mm, it's, he's directing it um, for Paramount. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's coming back and it's J.J. J. J. Abrams is producing for Bad Robot. Oh, shit. Uh, that's not going to go straight to that Paramount streaming service, is it? No, bloody not. Oh, Probably. God, if that does, man, that's going to be tragic. Yeah. What you got, dude? Um, I've only got one bit of news. Um, have you lads seen the trailer for Slashback? No. No. It's, we talked about it briefly a little while back on the podcast. It's the one where the kids versus kind of aliens. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember me talking yeah, about yeah. that way back when? But the trailer's come out and it looks awesome. It looks really, really funny. It's like it's it's kind of set in the near the Arctic, um, and it's basically about aliens taking over this little kind of uh, village, and it's based around these like group of girls that uh, are like just just like young youths. Think like Goonies and Attack the Block, but like yeah, just it looks really really funny. I go go check out the trailer. Um, because it looks really, really good. And, and, like, the creatures look really cool in it as well. But, yeah, you go check out the trailer, because it looks funny as fuck. It looks very, very endearing, but at the same time, the monsters look fucking gruesome. Go cool. check it out. But that's all i got, lads. Paul? All right, um, I've got a few I've got a few trailers, if you want to just re- reel them off. Did yeah, you? I mean, I probably watched a few of them, that you, so go go for it. You caught the Hellraiser trailer, didn't you? Yep. Yes. Hulu on October the sixth, isn't it? Yeah. That looks serious. Where do you think it'll come out here then? HBO. So no, uh, Hulu's usually uh, Disney Plus. Disney Plus, I think. Yeah, because they've got a, American. I think it's a Fox property, isn't it? So. Yeah. Oh, good. Should be Disney Plus. Um, M Night Shyamalan's uh, new film. Oh my god, knock at the cabin. What? I didn't know anything about it, right? And the trailer is unreal. Batista, Rupert Rupert Grint. (laughs) 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 Fucking Ron Weasley and uh and fucking uh Drax in the same movie. Yeah. I'm interested though. I mean I'm always interested by Yeah, but that's like he's setting you up. I know again, you guys are oh it's gonna be brilliant, and then you're gonna oh it wasn't actually that good. I don't know, I didn't mind all but it's go got source material so it's based on a book apparently and apparently the book is supposed to be unreal so um yeah i'm, I'm quite looking forward to this one i check the trailer out because the trailer is really really good um yeah then there's a, a last of us based on the um playstation game the last of us trailer series with pa- pedro pascal and the uh scene stealing little last from game of thrones in the last series liana moment Oh, she in it? Yeah, yeah, she's playing Ellie. Uh, no way, really. Yeah, The Last of Us. So wow, I, it looks it looks like it could be could be good. I've never even played the game, but the, the series looks really really good. Oh, and then uh, the last trailer um, I saw was for The Watcher, um, which is coming out on Netflix on October thirteenth, based on a true story. It's got Naomi Watts and Bobby Cannavale. And Matt, me and you oh, have definitely it. talked about this story before. It's about a. Cu- a family who move into a house and then out of the blue get a letter saying that he some someone's been watching the house forever and he's gonna they're gonna come and 
invade the house and the best get out before they come in. Have you, can you remember that, Matt? Yes, I can. Yes. And like they they got they kept getting letters every few months saying I'm still watching you, I'm still watching you. Nothing, I don't think ever happened, but it's the film based on that sort of story. So I'm sure was, they've embellished it for Hollywood, but it, it the the true story is creepy enough. Isn't it a um, mini a mini series? Is the series? There. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was a I film. Think, but... I think it's a mini series. Oh, okay then. Well, I think I think so. If you if it's the same one, that's pretty then, cool. Sorry, the last trailer I watched is Alice in Borderland, which you guys are still haven't seen on Netflix. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, I have. Oh, you have. With Danny Dyer? Is that the one with Danny Dyer? No, 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 no. Uh, it's a Korean series, and it's oh. basically. So I feel a bit sorry for it because it's got overshadowed by Squid Game. When the premise is pretty similar, but it's a million times better. So please go and watch the first series because the second series is coming out and it looks just as good. So yeah, Alice in Borderland, really good. Trust me. Awesome. That's a lot of news there. Just really quickly on that um, knock at the cabin. It's based on a book I've read. Really? Yes, yeah, it's, it's based on a book. You can read. I just googled it. Yeah, I'm surprised that I can read as well. There's no <laughs> pictures in this book, but it's, the book is called The Cabin at the End of the World. Uh, it's, it's oh okay amazing i can lend it to you if you want yes please but it is fan friggin' tastic um and the author paul tremblay is fucking amazing i tweeted him and he's like tweeting me back and stuff so, there you go, Matt. watch the trailer there you go i'll get him on the pod mate do it cool right well i got one last bit of news before we move on to our main review um fright fest just announced their, their lineup for the uh 29th of october for their Hall- for their halloween um halloween day and there's like uh, six movies. One of them's documentary, all around like the musician who did like the music for uh, Dario Gento's sort of films. Um, but I want to run through some of the movies because I mean I'm so tempted to go. It sucks like a big bag ball ball sack. Freeze plus gnomes, uh, a movie from Charlie Steed. Oh, nice. So fucking hell, that's on that's on first. There's a fuck the second movie, a film called Mad Heidi. Which is um, being described as the first ever Swiss exploitation movie <laughs> <laughs> of its genre, and it stars Caspin, Casper Van Dien, which I'm pretty sure is the dude from Star Starship Troopers. Starship right? Troopers, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the concept looks fucking interesting. Like, uh, it looks like you got Heidi with a fucking axe on the front, uh, and I like that film called um, Outpost, uh, which looks quite interesting. And the one I really want to get to, though, is um, On the Edge by the Soska Sisters. And they're going to be there, which is yeah, fucking cool. Um, so, yeah, that was, <laughs> they've just gone away from their sort of like body horror and done sort of like a really weird, erotic sort of thriller sort of thing. So, yeah, looks very interesting. There's a couple of others. The last one closing it is a film called The Offering. Um, which is directed by Oliver Park, so and stars Paul Kay. So I don't know, man. Mm. This uh, looks pretty good, pretty damn good. It's going to be a good one for all you uh, fright festers. Get tickets and tell us all about it because I don't think we're going to be going. <laughs> Never mind. Right then, that's all the news. Let's get on to our main review. Right here. Yeah, I will. 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 Yeah, I will.
all of you wives. We men, we ask a lot. We ask for strength, food at home, a house clean, and discretion above all else. Boys and their toys, at least we know they're getting work done. Welcome to the Victory Project. We're all here because we believe in the mission. What are we doing? Changing the world. What are we doing? Changing, Changing the, world. the world. That's right. What do you think they're really doing out there? What do you mean? The one thing they ask of us is to stay here. Where it's safe. Do you even know what the Victory Project actually is? Have you ever asked? Do you? Please. What's actually happening? Stop it, Alice. What if this place is dangerous? What if- Stop it! No. Jack. It's okay. Okay, this episode's main review is filmed by Olivia Wilde, which is sort of taking cans by storm. Um, it's a film about a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community where things begin to worry that this glamorous company could be hiding something disturbing. Right. It's sort of like um, drama mystery thriller. You know, we're crossing into the sort of Black Mirror realm, maybe. I mean, yeah, uh, this was just a little bit absurd. It looked weird, and I looked weird enough for the podcast. What did you boys think? Let's go to Matt first. Hmm. It's a weird one for me. Um, I'll go into a bit more detail on it, but it, I, I wasn't blown away by it. There were certain things in it that was quite good. Um, but yeah, it was it was okay. Jordy Paul? Oh, I think we're going to have a bit of a debate on this one, aren't we? Well, can I just say, lads, I fucking loved it. So <laughs> I thought it was great. I really did. And I think it's definitely got a place on our podcast. I think as a psychological thriller, a hundred percent has. In the in the same way, some like a film like Men, which has similar tropes to this one, um, belongs on the podcast. So yeah, definitely, I'm really glad we did it. Yeah, I, I mean, really, really good. It stars Florence Pugh as uh, as Alice and Harry Styles as Jack, Chris Pine as this um, Frank guy who's sort of like the all-powerful Oz. Um, Florence Pugh, if she doesn't win an Oscar for it, I'll be is not up for an Oscar. It'll be incredibly in, interesting to see. I think she absolutely uh, carries this fucking movie on her on her shoulder. She was the best thing by far. She was a force. She oh, was God. an absolute force in this movie. She usually is. She's fucking incredible. Um, it was an interesting journey, and I really liked it. I loved the way it was shot. I thought it was beautiful. Um, like cinematography, I thought there was such an interesting story, and then it slapped me in the face, and I wanted to punch everyone in the throat, like who had like been involved in this movie. Um, it had me going from the start. It was like this, I was like, oh my god, this is so tense. Oh my god, oh, what's the fuckers in that fucking volcano? What the fuck are they doing? What the fuck are they? And then I'm like, fuck you, copying Black Mirror of the Village, you pricks. It really made me angry really made me angry i didn't want the ending that we got i didn't want that um it was a good basically ending. summed up the old film there mate <laughs> yeah well spoilers <laughs> spoilers yeah. fucking pissed me off pissed me off 
the ending. I, I, I've, I've been keeping this raging for uh, since I watched it, and I can't wait to get it out even more. Paul, why did you like it? <laughs> Give us a bit more. So, so obviously, the, the, <laughs> I'll just, just go back a bit there. Um, so you've got, obviously, uh, like a community that's been founded in the middle of the desert. Um, it's this utopia, and uh, obviously the men are going out every day to work on this progressive materials solutions or something so you don't really know what that is um and their wives are all staying at home doing their wifely duties and cooking cleaning getting pissed sitting around pools and going shopping um and they're looking after their husbands when they get back in so um and getting looked after yeah and getting looked after for for an half an hour um but yeah so obviously it goes along and there's sort of cracks start up here with one of the other uh, women called Margaret, she sort of has a bit of a mental breakdown, and there's a there's a big sort of uh, mantra that they don't ask questions. They live in this perfect idyllic um, spot, so they should be happy with it, and just don't don't ask questions and don't put pressure on their husbands to reveal it. It's all discretionary and it's top secret with what they're doing. So I suppose it does lead you down the, the line of their their you know nuclear or they're testing weapons or are they doing something a bit crazy or whatever. And it doesn't really go that way, does it, Paul? <laughs> so yeah, so Flo- Florence Florence Pugh plays Alice, and she starts to uh, to crash. she has a bit of a, a hallucination, or does she really she starts, see a plane? She starts to mimic um, Margaret's behaviour. The plane yeah. thing, the plane thing, we're going to discuss in detail because after what the ending gave us, that was fucking retarded. But anyway. Uh, maybe that was there's it's lots of hallucinations and obviously oh, Matt, give us your impression of it a bit in a bit more detail because you're obviously you weren't as keen. I I, I loved uh, I thought the soundtrack was banging like every yeah. track was like yeah, like 60s music and like really really cool um, and I loved like the era that it's kind of so it's kind of what is it six six fifties fifties era. Like I loved all that setting, the, the, the like the cars are beautiful, the houses are beautiful, obviously the wives are beautiful and all that. And it, it gave me that kind of I thought it was gonna be like a step for wives kind of kind of thing about it. I was thinking for a moment, I was thinking, oh, are the are they all Android or something or like robots or something like that route? Um but have you have you guys ever seen The Prisoner? Patrick McGowan. Yeah. Oh, God, the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love The Prisoner. I watched yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole series and it is absolutely astounding. It really gave me, this gave me prisoner vibes a bit because I don't know why, but I kind of had it in my head from going in that, that this was going to be a Truman Show style thing. And I don't know if I, because I had that in my head, the film didn't affect me, affect me as much. However, the thing that annoyed me the most is that Florence Pugh was so good that I really did not like Harry Styles' character. And I think he's an amazing actor. I think he's absolutely brilliant in pretty much everything he's done. But this, I just don't know why. I don't know if it's because he was using his own accent and he wasn't American. But I just, he, the relationship between them just didn't, didn't, is that just on didn't feel it. Is that on purpose though? Considering possibly. what we found, considering what we found out at the end. Yes, possibly. Why? Possibly why? Because 
he he's very distant he you know he comes in he gets what he wants i just i, I don't know there was something missing for me i don't maybe it was just the accent that put me off i just i don't i just it was obviously she was it, amazing compared to him yeah yeah but she's she just outshone everyone and like her the way that sort of her um and you could tell like there was some kind of i thought there was some kind of memory thing with the wives i thought they were they were there they were almost there to shut up and just crack on with it um you know they there was definitely some sort of like intervention um with what their mem- what was going on with their the reason that they're there and the reason why they're doing this and they not asked the questions because they were given like some sort of like pill or there's something in the food i really did feel that like there was some reason why they wouldn't sort of just ask these questions when she started to do that and unravel i thought that was quite interesting that we do but you saw sort of hints in terms of of this like chris pine's character frank almost like the puppet master um which i don't even know if he was um but like that that scene with him when harry when jacks gets a promotion in front of everyone and he does that weird dance over and over again he almost like had him on a fucking string like i didn't like, get that with a remote control because it, it was just like it looked it did not feel it was made i think it was important it, made, it was made to look unreal um in the way that it was doing because it was like it was almost like that scene where the devil makes you dance to till you fucking smoke and stuff that that's what it so felt what, was, he, was he controlling them then no but it's a fuck i mean okay spoilers we, we we know this is at the end of it this is a simulation so obviously he's it's pre-programmed to be able to do weird stuff like that it didn't oh, okay. so i guess that's why they you know and you sort of see that see it unravel there are small hints to it but what the fuck did the plane have to do of it if it because it made it look like under the dome like a little bit like there's like a plane or lost where it comes into the and it, there's like a little shimmer and then it crashes well but, i think I've, i mean that's probably placed purely for another kind of thing for her to think this something's weirder because she had to be drawn out didn't she she had to be drawn out from the utopia but was it a glitch or was it like i think like, it was a glitch because remember it was the same plane that you know margaret who lost her child in the desert. It's the mm. same plane that the kid had. So and you I don't see it, do you? She didn't I, see it. I think it. it's some sort of like visual glitch or some ambient sort of glitch within that simulation which sets them off. Um. So yeah, but, but I mean, like going back to what you're saying, the whole film's about control. It's another, yeah. fil- it's another film, obviously, of this generation of telling blokes, pretty rightly in most cases that were a bunch of knobheads yeah so it's and that's all it is it's it's control it's it's control of women it's control of like yeah it's that need to control every aspect of your life yeah and would you trade in your life on the life of someone that you potentially love for pure control Um, because the juxtaposition of it is the fact that in the real world alice is the fucking queen she's supporting jack you know yeah. in her job more than him that's like the reality of it so like i know what you're saying about harry styles may getting like overshadowed by the whole performance but in in essence really he is a pathetic person mm. in this film mm. he hasn't he, this illusion of that he's the breadwinner and he's like the one that you know should be looked after and stuff is a complete fallacy and actually you see that when it all starts to reveal itself and the twists at the end is that he mm. is actually a moron He's, he's, and he's done the most unspeakable thing possible. And that's where the horror comes in for me is actually kidnapping your missus and plugging her into some sort of crazy simulation 
you know, there was there's bits where he's dropped the water on her lips because she's severely dehydrated because she hasn't moved for forever. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like you can you we can control you and we, you know, and then obviously you find out when they go to work, they're not actually going to work. They're going out of the simulation to earn money so they can come back into the simulation. And then the payoff is that they, they the wives can stay in there forever happy. Um, I, I, there's two ways. I would have two different scenarios with this. I didn't like the whole black because then it went to me with this with the whole you know um digital thing where they're plugged in that was a, that moved into the whole black mirror sort of um facade where it sort of black mirror is incredible and it's had massive influences on on everything and it clearly had influences on this but i would i would almost prefer two different scenarios one is almost the village scenario where like m night Shyamalan, where they were sort of kept they were sort of kept in their they were actually kidnapped they were actually in the middle of the desert and it wasn't the 1950s. It's actually the d- real digital world out there, and they they're they're in they're really in this society, you know, like 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 the village did with, with that. Or I I just I was gutted. I was gutted because I, I was I was putting all my all my money not money all my sort of desire going. Oh, I'm so interested in what they're doing all day. I'm so interested. I really wanted it to be something weird, aliens, um, a weird experiment that we haven't even think, thought about i didn't think it would be nuclear i didn't think it'd be i just wanted to see something fucking new i was really excited to see something like incredible and and then it lost it, it was still a great twist in its in its own right but i just wanted to see something new and i didn't feel it landed with something new that's that's it just disappointed me in that sense all the way through it i was fucking captivated and then they went oh She's on her bed, really. And I was like, hmm, all right. Well. <laughs> yeah, she's on her bed. After there was a there was a short scene where you see her legs getting dragged across the floor as he's like transporting her. Because don't forget the time when when it transports you back, you find out she's a doctor and she's had to take on extra work because he's lost his job. And that that starts out quite a tender little scene. She's like, it'll be fine as long as we're together, you know that whole line. And then the jumps to him like been really sort of creepy and he started watching this listening to this dare i say a podcast <laughs> you know from chris pine obviously creating this computer program this simulation um and it jumps again to he's like stubble hair grown down and i th- think well i got this anyway that he's kidnapped her he's actually they've split up and he's kidnapped her and he's like, right, I'm gonna live. You're gonna live in this simulation. I'm gonna give you everything you ever wanted because you're tired, you're miserable, you're upset, you broke up with me, but we're actually meant to be together. See, I, I would have liked that if that bit was in there. But that, but that I, was I just implied. Have, it was had, mm. because been, he, he goes from he goes from sort of that like little emo cut with like a beard to like straggly hair. You know, when he he's he's like getting that little screen and for the simulation, and he's got that like like really like stub horrible homeless man stubble while you're on that thought the funniest thing because i was in when i went to cinema there was quite a lot of young younger girls in there and when that came up that thing I, the, the gasps i heard in the cinema was <laughs> my, my missus said, my Harry said i don't now. think harry Styles should grow a beard <laughs> yeah and they were also not very happy at the uh the motting scene the I, scene, I was yeah. excited and that does another if you look back at it and it's one of those movies where you sort of find the twist out you watch the movie again and you sort of see those 
those sort of like bits that are like hinting the small little bits and his like behavior like the sexual behavior is all a sort of indication of his control and his desires in the sort of reality and it's all being created like even him as a as a british person is created isn't it and that's yeah. a great mask for the fact that he's british and can't act um I, I was excited to see uh i was excited to see nick knoll in there um from the league i don't know if you've ever watched the thing called the league you'd really like that because it's on american football yeah i've never um, seen it he's actually he does the voice on a series an animated series called big mouth as well which i yeah. actually really love He's fucking got such a weird face. He's yeah. so weird. And then you can see that. Like, look at it, look at the fact that his wife's fucking Olivia Wilde. It's like, come on. <laughs> while, you're, while you're on the Olivia Olivia Wilde thing, the only the the I want to obviously talk about the uh, the one division bit where the one division bit. Yeah, I call it the one division bit. Is where she's explaining that she knows about it, and the reason she's here because she gets to be with her children. Which I don't know whether she's lost them or whether she just wants to keep them at a, a certain age i don't know but that 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 took me out of it a bit because she was helping like florence Pugh's character at the end and i was like well if she really didn't want to jeopardize what she's got would she really be helping her yeah i thought she, i thought it'd be better if she was kind of a villain and trying to stop her rather than help them she i suppose they they were best friends though by the end like they were they kept saying it's your best friend and your best friend so maybe with because remember she was like everyone made me think that i'm crazy so rather than go down the route of you're about to slit your throat like poor margaret did maybe it was just the crisis of conscience who just went look you need to get out of here because she knew that she was going to get killed mm. there was no that was it she was dead as soon as so what as so what's as that? Best... that's what they're insinuating like so if somebody finds out and the, so the the husband if the husband dies they're dead in real life so he's dead in real life, is he? Because he can't get out of the simulation. Okay. Uh, weird. The why do things keep blowing up? Were they trying to shoot? Were they? Just, was the was the world tumbling in on itself? Was the simulation tumbling in on itself? Was I it? I think that was yeah. I think that was just meant to be like the the program's breaking because there's everyone's a bit everyone's frying like frying it because everyone's like heightened and everyone's like really like ah yeah, what's going okay. on. It's trying to keep them scared, isn't it? Keep them away from it. Like all the signs keep out and all this stuff is dangerous and all that sort of stuff. So then explain to me, the, there's one thing that didn't make any sense to me anyway, and this is uh, is the Gemma Chan. I mean, she was great. Gemma Chan looked fantastic. Um, uh, but what did, is she self-aware as well? Like, why did she kill, why did she kill Frank? Well, she then took control it's that that whole like turning around the control like because she said now it's my turn so now it's my turn to be in control of my self essentially right so do we feel that so she... i think i think she was aware because they, he was obviously him and the doctor were obviously creators of the program okay or the doctor was the creator and he was like the spokesperson for it and had all the mumbo jumbo and all the the, the babble uh, and by the way i thought chris pine was really really good in this film he, and he should play baddies more often. Yeah, because he's got a face for it. Definitely. Yeah, he's such a smarmy getting it. But um, yeah, so I think that was the... the She's getting rid of it. She's seen her opportunity now. She's been the dutiful wife all this all these years. Now she's like, well, it's falling apart. I'm going to get rid of you. And now I'm going to take my chance to take control of my own life. So whether or not she'll keep the program going or whatever like that. But yeah. Interesting one. I do... F- 
I thought it was really clever, like set in the 50s as well, like the 50s, which is a, an era of submissive women. Mm. You know, it was that it was that like American dream of you have a nice house, you've got lots of money, you've got lots of things, you just shut up and do what you're told. Essentially, the, the film is Don't Worry, Darling. It's like, you just don't worry about it. We're all good. Yeah, when, are, that, when are those times going to come back, man? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. I... Hashtag me too. Hashtag me too. That does. Uh, I just like to speak for the rest of Draw One Last Breath that we do not share this. The other way around. I'm I'm that woman now. I'm suppressed. It was. <laughs> you need a simulation. Yeah, I said to my missus, I was like, I'm in a simulation, aren't I? This is my look in life, isn't it? This is my simulation. Brilliant. God, if I'm in a simulation, it's a shit simulation. Yeah, fucking, exactly. Yeah, we we, we definitely poor in real life. <laughs> I love it. I'm what I'm doing, but fuck, I don't want to be at this job. <laughs> that was my old uh, thing when I first watched The Matrix. That's a great idea, but you'd can you imagine being me in The Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like I I thought it was good. And Matt, when you were saying about the Olivia Wilde character, I thought it was quite a little a nice little uh, contrast of like actually there are people that would rather be in this program than actually experience their real lives. Oh yeah, absolutely. regardless if her kids died or she lost them, like as in yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's kids. what I understood from her character. Yeah, yeah, but, and because remember there was one in there that was always pregnant. Yeah, yeah, perpetually yeah. pregnant. Yeah, and maybe no. she'd lost a baby, or maybe that was a choice of her going in. Mm. That was mentioned. It was it was perpetual pregnancy. She was always yeah. she was always pregnant. Yes, yeah, it was. There was some good bits to it and great music and greatly shot. But I just wanted there to be something cool. In a goddamn volcano that they're working in. That's all I wanted. That's yeah, all but I, I think wanted. if Paul, if, I think if, the, if it was that ending, then it wouldn't have it wouldn't have such such me- meaning in it. It's, like Paul said, this is about it's all about the undertones throughout yeah. the film. If they revealed an alien or something at the end, it kind of <laughs> say it kind of make it a bit worthless. It'd be like, oh fuck, all that shark needle appears. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big alien. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe it was like a, I don't know, just something. I don't know what. I just wanted to be surprised. I just, it I just felt. Cool she kind of breaking that, breaking that place, and and that was all the all the bodies that were in the simulation, like a bit like a that. You ever seen that film Coma? It's a really good movie. Again. Uh, but like, yeah. Anyway, th- yeah. That I thought cool. it was quite cool that the managed to get Dita Von Tees in there as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, Still yeah, yeah very work. cool. Not bad. Not a bad little watch. Um, but yeah, no one, I wanted a big monster. <laughs> I don't men, know. Monster. Men are that the big the monster, Paul. The man is the monster. Okay. Yeah. A period of self-reflection. That's interesting, interesting movie. And like, like you said, like with the movie, like it's very similar to what we watched earlier in the year with men. It likened to the village, which I kind of, which I, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, whatever. Um, so yeah, how are you um, rating this? Let's go to Paul first. See, see what you have given. Guys, Don't worry, darling. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. It's one of my favorite films this year. Nine out of ten. The only grumble, the only grumble I have with it is it got a bit long. It was a bit long, but nine out of ten. I loved it. Honestly, I honestly loved it. I thought it was great. All right, Matt. What are you, what are you saying? I think the the the, the problem that I'm that I'm kind of got an issue with is that i've we've seen a lot of this type of stuff and i feel like i've seen this type of stuff before and i hate to say done better 
like um you know things like you mentioned black mirror like you know san is it san jupinero like all those kind of things in black mirror it's like i just think it it's not that it's all been done because it is a really interesting story and it's really well acted and and it looks beautiful but it just yeah I, i just think for me it just didn't hit the 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 note the notes with me but i i liked it i really i enjoyed it um and yeah i think it was maybe a little tad long but florence's florence's performance was absolutely outstanding so do you remember remember that film vivarium i didn't didn't watch that no that's another sort of step wise with aliens so maybe Mm. i I got that movie in there anyway for me i would say it's about a seven out of ten for me. Okay, I'm in between the two of you, so I'm I'm an eight. Um, because I genuinely did really, I obviously got really into it and was just fucking like, you know, pissed off about the fact that it had to make sense and had to go back to hating men. Maybe. <laughs> what score would you give it if it had a monster in it? Definitely. I mean, she was fantastic, so probably a ten. The way that it was shot. If it had something like random in there, it was heading towards a 10. Because fuck it, just for her. I mean, I could watch her all day in a state of... Uh, maybe at the end it should have done like a, a V heel turn put for your phone, the old <laughs> lizard people. I love that. You know, if it, <laughs> even if it was a cult and they were like building a fucking, I don't know, like a spaceship. and Hail Ratman. Hail Ratman. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel we should move on before we get sued. So that's a draw one last breath, <laughs> eight out of ten, because we're going the middle between the two of you. So I win. There we go. <laughs> OK, cool. That's uh, that's our main review. Good discussion. Next episode's main review, we'll be going back to cinema again and try and watch the movie Smile. So mm, been some interesting uh, advertising for it. Um, with people going up to in sports matches with a t-shirt and just standing there and smiling. Oh, that was, I was going to talk about that in the news. Did you see that? <laughs> in the baseball yeah. game. Fucking, yeah. that's genius. Just really wearing a smile t-shirt, literally standing there for 45 minutes smiling behind the pitcher. It was insane. <laughs> I was like, but this is not, that's not the only game that's been all around the place yeah. in America. Clever. Great advertising. Fantastic. I like that. I like that. Gorilla, gorilla advertising. It's really clever. Not a gorilla, <laughs> it's a person, mate. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> Right, let's move on to our movie from the vault. I just want to tell you something. What do you want to tell me? You are my girl. I love you, Jimmy. What is that? Hello? 
What is it? It's my phone. <gasps> oh my god. We gotta get out of here. I open the door and I just want you to run, okay? This episode's movie from the vault is 2008's The Strangers. After returning from a wedding reception, a couple staying in an isolated vacation house receive a knock on the door. In the mid-hours of the night, what ensues is a violent invasion by three strangers. I have an interesting little anecdote about this film. So normally we say when we first saw it. And um, I remember uh, this, I probably remember for all the wrong reasons. I went on a date with an ex-girlfriend and before, because I know how to treat a lady, uh, we went to KFC (laughs) before the film. (laughs) And I'll I'll never forget, this is the time I went to KFC, right? Finger looking good. And they had no chicken. And I was literally went down the menu and said, we got this. And instead of just saying we haven't got anything, they'd be like, no, no, no. I, I said, you've got no chicken. chicken. And then they went, I said, what have you got? I said, chips. So I went to KFC before this film and had chips. It was great fun. Anyway, so yeah, it was. I saw it in the cinema when it came out. Probably, the, the, best thing they, probably the best thing they do. Other chicken places are available. <laughs> Very good antidote. Well, I mean, I watched this. I'm pretty sure I went with Matt to watch this at the cinema. Too fast. Probably, yeah. Um, fuck it. I remember the first time I watched it. It was, it's creepy. Um, uh, I would, I'd say, dare to say, original. Um, in its sort of way that it was raw and presented. I love Liv Tyler. Um, uh, as she plays Kirsty. I'm still trying to work out uh, whether the bit at the start is if it is actually based on true events. So hopefully we got something in the. So in Matt's facts for that, but I don't know. So that was kind of a wishy-wash, but um, I just found it really intriguing. Just like the sort of level of um, tension that it drew through such a simple, simple concept of a home invasion horror movie, but it still felt really original and raw. Um, Yeah, this one sort of always stuck with me. Um, So it was, it's a, it's a good, good, solid horror movie with some pretty good scares and some really, really dark um, antagonists, really. Matt? I love this movie. Absolutely love it. I remember going to cinema loving it. I've rewatched it a couple of times and loved it. I bought the special edition from Second Sight, which is a fucking beautiful box nice. set. Um, I just I just remember seeing it and just being, like, a bit of in awe. Because, it, you know, you'd had, like, home invasion movies before this, like there's classics you know but this this really i wouldn't say brought it back this just put a bit more of an edge to it a bit more uh grittiness and a bit more it was a bit more realistic because of of the content of it it's just like and the reasons behind it it just gave it more of a punch and the eeriness it's just so just the whole film is just eerie and it and after this i mean a load of invasion movies come out you know we got loads um, and it kind of saturated it a bit, but this still for me holds up big time. Yeah, 
uh, definitely holds up for me. Like, um, it's a it's a solid, like I said, a solid horror, and it's still creepy and edgy. Liv Tyler, I think, is fantastic. Um, in it as well. Um, Why she not done more horror movies as well? I was thinking exactly the same. There was a little creepy one that she was in where she ends. I think she ends up fucking raping a guy in the back of a truck. I can't remember what the film's called. But I'm pretty sure there's one, there's, there's a movie <laughs> wow. she's where they like kidnap a guy and she fucks him in the back of like proper, like just straddles him. I don't think he was happy about it. So, well, I guess he was a little bit happy. <laughs> but yeah, this is good. This is, this made me think this one, like quite an ensemble sort of like, um, I feel I've got a good idea for next episode's like uh, something to scream about, like a favourite ensemble murderers, like villains or whatever. You know, like keep that one under your hat. That's good. Well, keep that. We'll do that one for next episode. Um, but yeah, did they? Have, do you think like Sacket, Sackface, and the and, and Dollface, and the other one? Like, do you reckon they had a Dollface, Bagface, and Pinup Girl? Okay. And uh, do you think they had a meeting like beforehand? Like, do you reckon they like sat around like in their house and like they probably got a WhatsApp group. Wow, just discussed what they were going to do, you know? Like, did they have a plan? Or did you reckon they were just, like, making it up? I, I just felt like it... I it think almost... they de- they'd definitely done this before, let's say that. I think it was the first time. You the, reckon? The, the comment at the end of the movie was, next time it would be... Um, next time it would be easier. I feel this was their first time. And I, I really did feel they had, like, a like an AGM or, like, a board meeting before going out in the evening <laughs> to kind of discuss what... It's going on like okay your job is to stay in the car until this certain point you're knocking and running around like a weird did person. they argue about who was wearing what mask i feel that you know sackhead is that if that's what bagged backface backface came off worse like the, they almost like they either ran out of budget for the for the other two masks or he was he's like the but can we have a round of applause for the fucking masks because they are fucking quality oh, I mean, don't get me wrong bag face looks creepy as fuck so it came off and he probably he probably said afterwards to he told you <laughs> they're probably mocking him in the meeting what the fuck did you bring yeah, oh they, they probably bought Dollface and pinup girls masks out first and they're like yeah well you know we, we got this one last but it, it'll do but in fact i think out of the three it's probably the most eerie fucking weirdo like fucking yeah do you know do you know what's one of the creepiest bits of the film though go on the bit without the mask so obviously that initial knock at the door in the shadow oh yeah both together and she's obviously unscrewed the light bulb yes when he opens the door and she's just like hey is was it jessica home or whatever in the morning (laughs) yeah and she's like they're like no but you can't see her face. And then he's like scrubbing with the light bulb to try and see her face. And she's like, are you sure? And like, no, fuck, basically go away. But it's really creepy. And she hasn't got mm-hmm. a mask on. You just see sort of the, the outline of her face. Mm-hmm. But you don't see any features. It's really, really, really creepy. I, I always think this film's a great exercise in less is more. Because Definitely. really, you don't, you don't get a ton of, I mean, there's action set pieces, but you don't get a ton of like, it's not like, like a Halloween film where he's like literally running through like, the killer's always there trying to catch well, that, them. I mean, they're just in look, and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Well, yeah, but it doesn't need. It didn't need. It doesn't need kills either. No. But for 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 the the, the content, you know. Because it's definitely one of them films where you start thinking, "What would I do? Mm. What, I what would I do if this I, happened? 
I wouldn't answer the door to that fucking knock. Get the fuck away from my door, you cunt. <laughs> yeah. I know how to load the gun that I was in the house, a dumbass. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. The, the one thing about this movie that I think is quite clever as well is the not to go like right to the start, but it's like you don't really know what's going on at the start because they don't really explain it. And it's and it's it's really weird because it's like you just feel a bit it's it's what the hell is going on and then you kind of get the gist of what's going on but the dynamic between them two is so uncomfortable to start off with it already puts you in an uncomfortable situation do you see what Definitely. I mean yeah. and then yeah. you know you're not really then, sure they like each other they can't depend on each other to get out of yeah. this situation so yeah. how are they going to get out of it yeah yeah and what so basically he was going to propose at a wedding by the looks of things and which no one does that come on and then what she wasn't into it so they're they're breaking up i guess i don't i I don't and then they were gonna they were gonna have a bit of afters well it's not the aftermath of he was he proposes to her he gets the ring out doesn't he and she's like basically says no and that it's the aftermath of that straight after because he's got it all prepared like the house is all prepared with champagne and flower petals on the bed and all sorts and she's literally like they're just coming to terms with the whole like and they've never really so they don't even get a chance to discuss that do they there's no real chance to go right what we're going to do he's just literally like pissed off because he's like well I'm going to go in the morning and they don't really have that and then it was really funny she puts the bloody ring on when he's at the house that's such a oh I'll just try it on just in case she can't get it off (laughs) and they can't get it off yeah and that that to me um, is, is a really weird thing. I don't, I don't think it got cut. I haven't seen the deleted scenes, but you almost think, well, that's 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 like that's, that's teeing it up for a perfect conversation between the two of them near the end, where he notices the wedding rings on, and then they they kind of have that connection towards the end, and it's like, oh, after all, she did want to get married, really, and they they totally missed that. Whether it's in the deleted scenes, I don't know. I just thought that was a little bit of missed opportunity there. Yeah, no, but the yeah. fucking set. All right, I don't know about you, but I, I was home alone, and um, I cranked this up on the old soundbar like really loud, and the sound production on this fucking movie is fantastic. Like the knocks on the door was so. But I shit my fucking self. Literally, it's, I thought it was just so clever the music and the the sound because sometimes there's just no sound at all. Oh yeah, the 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 complete lack of sound or even sound effects like you know in a normal horror movie. You kind of get that ding or ding or like yeah. when there's something happened. But when he appears for the first time in the background, no sound whatsoever. Oh, what, it was what such a, a great choice. It was a great what, choice. There's a, I, I a watched little... it yeah, come on. with my missus. So she'd never seen it before because I really wanted to watch it with someone who hadn't seen it before. Because I was a bit worried that all of the scares and all of the jumpy moments or any like eeriness would be lost because she'd seen it before. I thought it would be one of them films. So watching it with someone who hadn't seen it before, really feeding off that energy. And when he oh, appears cool. silently out the back, <laughs> it's she, she just went, fucking hell. <laughs> That's what she said. And I was literally, I just fed off that. I was like, yeah, I remember being in the cinema that time going, oh my God. That's just, and then just disappears. And then he doesn't, they don't attack for another 15, 20 minutes after that. So you think, yeah. oh, she's done for now. No, he's just gone back outside. That's Knowing that he come and go as he pleases. It's just, yeah. Apparently, in an interview with Liv Tyler, she went to the cinema to watch it for the first time, and she said there was these teenagers in front of her, like laughing at the start and stuff. 
about not you know but when it got to that part literally the whole cinema was like oh my god they gasped and there was silence after that the whole way through the rest of the film i thought that was quite funny (laughs) but back to the sound effects and stuff fucking Liv tyler can scream and there's there's a bit where she's getting dragged along the floor where her nails are like literally scraping on the floor on the sides of the wall and i thought that was fucking crazy that bit because it just made you feel like oh fuck i i love Liv tyler I think I, I think I love her. <laughs> I mean, she's been in everything. Look, she was in everything when I grew up, like from you know, like Empire Records and stuff. Like Lord that. of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, definitely. Armageddon. Armageddon. Yes. She's fantastic. Stealing Beauty. Remember that one? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. Um, if, if you, you laugh, if you, laugh you know what movie I'm talking about. <laughs> I tell you what I did uh, completely, completely forget about and a proper got us right at the end. Hang on, right before you go end. straight to the end, right to the end. Um, yeah. Two, two things. Number one, I just want to talk about the be- the friend that turns up. I thought that was fucking genius. Oh, shit, yeah. I love that. I thought it was genius. And number two, which version did you boys watch? Because I watched the extended cut. No, probably, probably not. I've got it on DVD. I've had it for quite a while, so I don't think I've watched uh, anything apart from the original cut. Okay. I just watched it on Netflix. So. Oh yeah, sorry, that's a lie. I watched it on Netflix. I was gonna watch the DVD, <laughs> and then it's uh, it goes literally tomorrow. <laughs> it's last, oh, it? The last day on Netflix is tomorrow. <laughs> oh, Christ. So I gave it a double thumbs up to you know keep them, you know. So actually, maybe we shouldn't take it off. <laughs> Go on, Paul. What are you gonna say? It's just that obviously, to, like the end, the the right, right, the last bit, the last scene. I completely forgot that happened. So obviously, I was sat there like, haha, laughing at the missus who was freaked out by the whole film, and I was like, la la la, and then all of a sudden I went shoot. <laughs> what you mean when they were stabbing? No, when the boys come into the f- house and they're looking around. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot that she like woke up like with that. Woke that up fucking... and screw that screw. Yeah. Mm. But it's so visceral the way they were doing the whole stabbing. I thought, yeah, yeah. that's when, full on, man. When, when they like... demasked, it was so from like a sort of cat and mouse hide and seek. We're toying with you, and and to sort of be so again. They, they I, don't, I clearly don't think they brought this up in the meetings. How are we actually? Who's turning? Who's getting the knife? We're just and they were just like, we'll just all have a go. <laughs> I always, I always thought it would have been a more fucked up film if they didn't kill them. You know. I was, I thought was it would thinking have been a... that when I was watching it today. Exactly yeah. the same thing. I remember that I always thought that. Can you imagine getting... You've scared Tormented. them and terrified people to the point of, I'm going to die now. Even to press a knife against them. And then just to go, see you later. Do you know that whole, like, why did you do it? And that's, I suppose, that's the horror. That line of the film is, why, why are you doing this to us? And they're like, because you were home. You're it's in. like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, you're in. Like, there's I no more of... To tell you, boys, that I watched Funny Games um recently the american one um with naomi watts and that and again that's that's kind of another that's kind of another level in terms of uh in terms of the strangers in terms of what like a psychopath is because they're so nonchalant about the the damage and the tension and what they're actually doing to the the family it's sort of that it's sort of like oh, really we're just sort of toying it's just playing it's like you're my toy yeah, because they're kids, really, aren't they? There's two. There's de- definitely two of them are 
well, there's a young girl in her teens, and then I don't know what the other two. I mean, the other two are probably adults, but like young adults, you know, you get that from the fit, the way they move, the way they talk. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know about Bagface because he's wheeze, he's very wheezy. Yeah. I always thought they were just really like three goth emo kids who'd been bullied and decided that they were just going to like take on the world. Yeah, because one of them's wearing a suit, so I so I assumed that he was the dad. But you're right; he could just be. They could just be like a teenagers, even just like chilling out and just kind of going, "Well, let's go and kill someone tonight. See, this could be kind of fun." (laughs) You know, it's fucking weird, man. Their whole reasoning behind it, no reason whatsoever. It is. It is fucked up. And it is like off the back of I think I think Funny Games the German one was like before this. Um, well, the, the American one made pretty, is a pretty much shot for shot remake because it's by yeah. the same director. He di- redirected his own film. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. That film is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but we're not talking about that one. We're talking about the strangers. No, but the demask was very creepy, and like he almost like felt as if they right we're going to show your face, so we have to kill you. That was like almost the thing. That was like. If we show that, if we sh- if we take if we take our mask off, that's an indication that we have to stick the knife in. Yeah, but they're <laughs> fucking stupid. Back to what you were saying, I don't. Maybe they're not. That this is their first time. They literally stop and show their faces to, to two boys going the way that they've come from. Yeah, idiots. They're, they're not the smartest bunch. But you never. The, the, the really really interesting thing you you don't as a, as the audience member you never see their face full on it's always either in the shadow it's always that, that, that's a good thing though yeah but, but matt i think you, cool. you think you always think of like horror people or like villains have got some sort of characteristic that will show them off it's just three normal people in a truck and like uh, what's a what how are you going to describe them or is a girl with blonde hair like blonde hair in america i don't really want to spoil the matt's facts but i'm guessing something about leather face in the suit is there no. not there? Okay, I just felt like the suit. No, it, yeah, but you're right. It is. It is very. Uh, yeah, yeah, possibly. Very leather face, isn't it? In terms very. Of, even his sort of like hunched over. I thought. Yeah. He was no, sort of no, like no. that. Totally. Um. But yeah, loved it. Level. Great watch. Great pick. Um. Really, really fucking good horror movie. Um. It's in the 101 scariest movies of all time. In that, you know first it should be first 20 so it's not high up but the moment is moments in there some i question some of their i'm really looking forward to watching the next couple of episodes of that um anyway right matt matt's facts yes well straight away this isn't in my facts but i remembered something off the top of my head um lives live tyler's character and i believe that she even um possibly shot the scene was supposed to come back for prey at night which is the second one which is actually really good, by the way. You should watch it. Um, where she, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen that one. Is where she's in a trailer or something or a house or something, and she gets a knock at the door, and they they kill her straight away, like first scene. Like <laughs> they just kill her. But she's always Liv Tyler always said, oh, I always thought they should do a film where it's role reversal, and she has to hunt them down and find them and kill them, which would be quite cool. But then it's all probably been done. Anyway, <clears throat> Matt's facts. Here we go. Um, according according to director Brian Bertino, the film partially based on an incident he experienced as a child. So one evening, a stranger comes to his door and asks for someone who is not there. 
and left. Later, Bertino found out that the other homes in his neighbourhood had been broken into that night. So that's what kind of gave him the idea. Um, during filming, uh, in order to get the actual reaction from Liv Tyler, director Brian Bertino uh, would tell her where to expect the loud bang from, but then would have the loud noise come from a completely different direction, and that totally comes across in the film, because she literally does shit, <laughs> shit her up. Um, the, script, the original script was originally titled The Faces, which was interesting. Glad they went with the strangers. Yeah. Uh, Liv Tyler's father is obviously Aerosmith's frontman, Stephen Tyler. And before making it big with Aerosmith, uh, a teenage Stephen Tyler was in another band, which was originally called The Strangers. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, back there. Um, warning spoilers for this one. <laughs> Already spoiler anyway. Uh, the houses shown in the during opening credits. Each resemble a famous house from various classic horror. Did you notice that? The what, sorry? The houses shown during the opening. Oh, that's montage. So like the, the Amateurville house was in there. I saw, yep. I remember seeing that, but then I didn't yep. take stock of anything else. Yeah. With the Texas Chainsaw one on there? Mm, I don't think no. so, possibly, but Nightmare on Arm Street, Halloween and the Amateurville horror were, um, there were houses that resembled those houses. I think I got the Amateurville one. And possibly Nightmare, but I don't know about the Halloween one. Um, and then my last fact was, um, is the stabbing scene was shown to to uh, people before they released the film, like a, a kind of test shots. And the stabbing scene was a lot longer and they had to uh, make it a lot shorter because it was apparently deemed too gruesome and too real. And the kill count in this movie is two, possibly three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good stuff, man. Yeah, great pick, man. This was a really good one. I enjoyed watching, rewatching it. Um, but I've seen it quite a few times. I think <laughs> so it's, it's a good one. Well, how are we rating this? Let's go to Paul, shall we? Uh, oh well, it's right. I'm going to give this, uh, oh, Jesus, an eight out of ten. Because it did it, as much as I did see the energy and stuff, I didn't. I think on repeat viewings, it's a bit diminishing. I think it'll never get quite as good as the first time you saw it. That's probably why. But it's still a good, still a great film. So eight, eight out of ten. I agree with that, but you're wrong. Um, <laughs> I give it a nine out of ten, man. It's like solid nine for me. I fucking love it. I think it still holds up. Um, but yeah, make sure you crank up that sound and watch on a nice big TV and fucking yeah, I love it. I, I just think it's great all round. Great performances. Uh, great sound just yeah great story paul for me i think it's an eight for me it's, <laughs> it's a good score <laughs> it's a good film it's a good movie but yeah so i think it's an eight for me i, I really enjoy this one but yeah yeah it, about eight seems fair for this one it's definitely up there but uh oh, I, I don't see it going higher than that for me there we go so wrong and wrong draw on last <laughs> breath nine out of ten <laughs> Uh, Matt, you not say to that? Don't worry, darling. <laughs> <laughs> right, Georgie Paul. Right, lads. So I was I had trolled through the archives because I sort of thought I'm going to pick this one, and then I thought, shit, have you not done it yet? Because it's quite a massive horror film, and in my look, we haven't. So we're going to the seventies. We're going to 1976. 
And we're going to watch The Omen. Oh, I was only thinking that the other day. Oh, fuck. Um, Yeah, good old Gregory Peck. Fucking hell, we better have two hours from Matt's facts. (laughs) Oh, yeah, (laughs) shit, there's a whole fucking documentary about it, isn't there? (laughs) Yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I, I saw it, it popped up on Disney Plus the other day, and I thought, oh shit, that's that's going to be a good pick for the podcast. So yeah, the Omen. Good to hear that it's uh, obtainable as well. I got it on VHS. I had like Omen one, two, and three on VHS, but I, I don't own that anymore. So I'll be interested to watch it again and see how I feel about it on like a, a repeat viewing. I haven't seen it for years, um, but it's not what I don't think it's one of my favourites from that era. I'll be interested to see how I feel about it now. Uh, I am quite uh, intrigued. That's what we do here, Paul. That's what we do. There we go. Awesome. Cheers, lads, for another great episode. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, We've got for some treats for next episode. We'll be watching Smile. Uh, For something to scream about, we just said earlier, we're going to try and look up our favourite ensemble villains. And Paul has just picked from the vault... 666 The Omen. Thanks for listening. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at Draw One Last, Instagram at Draw One Last Breath, or pop us an email at Draw One Last Breath Pod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>